You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome into the latest episode of the Five Reasons Podcast. I'm Ethan Skolnick here as always with Chris Whittingham. Now that you found us, make sure that you hit the subscribe or follow button on your favorite podcast provider that way you get all of our old episodes as well as all of our new episodes as soon as they post also check out the other now 14 podcasts in our network including a couple of guys who were teammates with one of the guys on here for a while and one of whom was a teammate of one of the other guys we're going to have on this podcast we've got podcasts with oj mcduffie he hosts the fish tank podcast with seth levitt you can hear that every tuesday on our network they had keith byers in for an hour this week a lot of nostalgia on the dolphins and also check out our newest podcast with chris chambers as the host it's called the chamber podcast and it's on fitness and performance and they'll have another couple of episodes coming up the next couple of weeks but we were going to do these episodes separately and then basically one of the guys had to change his time and we're like let's just put them together and so on the podcast today we've got jay fiedler who as you know from the dolphin as the dolphins quarterback a little bit more than a decade ago, and also Randy McMichael, who played tight end for the Dolphins for several years, including a couple of years, actually three years, with Jay. Thanks to both of you guys for joining us today. Ethan, thanks a lot for having us together, and uh, it's great to hear Randy's voice and be back uh, at least in somewhat of a huddle with him uh, here on the call. Oh, man. Jay, you just touched my heart. But, hey, Ethan, you know, it's always good. To talk to you, I would tell people like my first ever feature player player feature was you coming in my half empty new house and we were sitting there <laughs> drinking Heineken and you asked for beer and didn't drink it all. But uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's always uh, it's always great to my man JP. That's my guy. Yeah, that's been a consistent pattern for me basically ever since I turned about 17. So I'm, I'm glad you remember that, Randy. Uh, and we also have decided at some point we'll mute Randy because I'm a little concerned Jay's never going to get to talk during this podcast. So I, I'm, that's I'm gonna, I'll, just, I'll just throw him the ball a couple times and shut him up. Well, that's right. That's all. That's all it takes. I, I, well, I remember that, too. I remember actually going to a Dave and Buster's of all places with Randy and with Chambers, where they spent the entire time talking about how Norv needed to get him the ball more often. And, uh, and and then Norv ended up having a talking to with me when I got to the facility the next day. Like, why are you indulging those two guys? And I'm like, because I because <laughs> I'm like, I think you need to get him the ball more often. And that was basically how that went. So we're going to start here with a little bit of, of nostalgia and then kind of move on to some current stuff. And one of the things I wanted to start with here is this is before Randy uh, came in. But, Jay, there's a few events. I threw this out on Twitter for people, sort of their favorite memories 
uh, of you when you were playing, and there were a few of them, obviously, uh, that came up. And, and one of them, obviously, that, that came up. I'm going to skip over the, the whole Monday Night Miracle thing up in 2010. Although you guys did put up 37 in that game. So we'll, we'll skip over that one. Well, but we, I did, wanna... we just had a great Monday Night game. We don't want to revisit that? I don't think he wants to revisit that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he wants to revisit that. Let's go. So I, uh, I, I live in New York now. I revisit it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you do. I, I actually wrote a, I had to write uh, at the end of the third quarter of that game. Cause we had to file early for the Herald and I wrote how well the Dolphins secondary had played in that game. And yeah, <laughs> the, the, the fourth quarter didn't turn out quite that way, but I want to go ahead um, to, to uh, the Raiders game in 2001. That's the one that comes up the most and and kind of your memories of the lead up to that week. And then the iconic photo that was on sports illustrated's cover. Well, sure. I mean, obviously who who can forget the lead up? One of the most tragic incidences in, uh, in U S history with the, the nine 11 plane crashes and, and, and disasters, you know, it really tore, you know, a lot of people apart within the organization, obviously throughout the whole country. And, uh, you know, for me personally, Coming from New York, being a, a hometown New Yorker, uh, knowing a lot of people that lived in and uh, worked in that area, and, and having one of my best friends from college, uh, who you know was working at Cantor Fitzgerald in that building that day. Fortunately, he was able to to leave alive because uh, he was working overnight. But you know, there was a lot of uncertainty throughout the day of of what was going on, who was there. I couldn't get a hold of him, and then you know, having to come in the next day uh, to the facility and, you know, try to go go to work. And, uh, you know, there was uncertainty at that time whether we were going to play the game that week or what was going to happen throughout the league. But certainly was tough to focus uh, right away. And I think the NFL and uh, commissioner did a, did a, the right thing in, in postponing and putting the games off that week, postponing it till the uh, end of the season. So it gave us a week to collect our, our, ourselves and, and then regroup and get back into playing football. And certainly, you know, our focus was, you know, number one, obviously, to, to get back on track for us personally uh, as a team. And, and number two, to, you know, help refocus the country and, and, and get some normalcy back into a daily and weekly routine for everyone else. And uh, leading up to that game, that was, you know, a major focal point for us. And the, the national anthem that day was, you know, a little bit more uh, emotional than, than than most days. And, uh, you know, the flyover and everything. And then, you know, and then the game came about. And uh, it was, you know, one of the most memorable games memorable games that uh, I've been, been a part of and uh, you know we could talk about uh, you know everything that happened in the final play uh, you know diving into the end zone and, and winning the game with a few seconds left on the clock it was you know just a tremendous day all together uh, bringing the Dolphin fans together on that on that victory. I've always found uh, interesting the idea of off-field things translating onto the on-field, which obviously distractions come up all the time. I I would imagine that would affect preparation more than actual in-game performance. Did you ever feel, either on that day or on other days, and this can be a question for the both of you, that things that were happening away from football affected your performance on field or your thought process on field, like even like contractual stuff? I would imagine like once you're playing football, you're just playing football, you're not even thinking about that stuff. Well, I know for me, it was... I remember the 9-11. I remember being – we were at Georgia. We were supposed to play Arkansas that week. I remember being in uh, – I was actually in my dorm room 
when it happened. And I just remember my phone ringing and it turned on the TV and you see what's happening and you're like, what the hell is going on? And I remember we got all got a message like, hey, everybody meet over at uh, at the Bussner building, which is our training facility. We get over there and we don't know what's going on. We don't know, just like Jay, are they going to cancel the game or whatever? And I think that, you know, everybody, the commissioner of the NFL, whoever runs uh, things at the, at the NCAA did a great job of, you know, like canceling the game that weekend. I think, and, and Jay will probably echo this, when you're in a when you're in a competitive setting and you're a player, you learn to compartmentalize things. And it's all about those three hours, those four hours. And when you do that, I think you could be the most successful. But, I mean, you've seen stories where guys have taken heavy hearts onto the field. I mean, there's a kid that was here this week in, the, in Atlanta, uh, Michael Gallup, who's, you know, he found out after they beat the Falcons that his brother committed suicide. And they play, you know, Thursday. So, I mean, he's going to have to compartmentalize that. He's going to have a heavy heart. But I think it's athletes, when those kind of tragedies or whatever's going on in your life, you got to find a way to block that out for those three hours. Jay, when you look at that play that ended up making it to the Sports Illustrated cover with you kind of just crossing the goal line there, is that the play that you look at as most symbolic of your career? Probably, you know, I mean, just having that image out there uh, has helped bring the focus back to that play in that game. But, you know, my career was kind of, just, you know, focused around grit, determination, perseverance, and, uh, you know, doing whatever I had to do to win games for my team. And, uh, you know, I think it all gets focused on that one play and uh you know that dive into the end zone to win it you know like i said just going out there and doing whatever it takes uh to to win a ball game so you had played two years now um before they decided to draft a tight end out of georgia and so i wanted to go through this uh with you guys a little bit let's go to 2002 because I, i always come back to this game we talked to chambers about this a little bit but when you look at that era i felt like you guys were best positioned that year um, to kind of move forward with that group and really do something significant. And so you go to that game in Denver. Alindo, oh, <laughs> I knew you are going to do that. Alindo <laughs> uh, 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 hits the kick, 24-22. You guys win frigid temperatures on the road, night game against a good team. People are saying you're the best team in the AFC. And all that happens in that game is I remember – Jay being taken for x-rays in the tunnel. I, I remember Aronde getting hurt. And I remember Chris Chambers getting lit up by Kanoi Kennedy. Um, can you guys, either of you, Randy, you can start if you'd like. Uh, take me back to that and kind of what, if that game doesn't happen, play out the way it does with the injuries, how different it is, is it for your group? Man, you know that. Like when, when I was outside, with, we were, me and my boy were shooting ball. And I, I thought about it when you texted me saying that, uh, that Jay was going to be on. And the first thing that came to mind was, damn, Jay, why you got to hit that man's hand, hit that man's helmet with your damn finger in Denver? <laughs> and, I mean, it, it, was, it was just a crazy trip for me. And I'll just give my experience was, you know, I, that was like our first, like, cross-country road trip. Because we went to Indy early. We went up there and beat Indy. And that, was, that was my first one. That was my first uh, night game also. And I just remember getting on the plane and – the starters got to sit in first class. Now, I'm a rookie, so I'm walking by, and I see my name by Chris in the first class seat. So I'm like, do I really need to sit here? I mean, I don't know. I don't know how the other vets will look or whatever. And I remember Sean Wood like, man, sit your ass down. That's your seat. And, and so that, I just remember that. And I also remember that, you know, we were just – it was a battle. It was a grind. There's certain memories. I remember when Al Wilson came up and tattooed Ricky – and I remember I dropped my first pass 
that game, when I see them back-to-back throws from Jay, and I was like, oh, my God, what's happening? And I just moved the fourth down play, and it was a seam route, and Jay threw it to me, and I, I you know, had to you know, contort my body to catch it, but the confidence that he had in me to throw that ball after this rookie just dropped the, 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 the last two passes he threw to him, he dropped them. And for him to throw that ball, and for Lindo, I mean, it was one of those games where we just thought we were going, we were going, and then we get back to Miami, and you hear Jay's out, and everybody's spirit dropped. Now, we love Ray, and I love Ray, and we, you know, we had all the confidence in Ray, but we lost our captain. When nine went down, everybody was just like, and then you like, Chris is down. And I just remember when Chris got hit, I remember I was the first one there to look at him and, and see him like that, and it was hard, but when we found out that nine was down, it was it was it was tough sledding after that. It was a rough finish uh, for me. Obviously, you know the, the elation of of winning the game was was amazing, but I knew uh, kind of around the beginning of the fourth quarter that uh, at the end of the game we were going to have to go check something out here because I had banged my uh, thumb on the helmet. You know, I think it was a bull rush on on the right side. I got rid of the ball you know, quickly out in the flat. And when my can came down right on top of uh, the defender's helmet, uh, you know, I knew that something was wrong. And, and, you know, I could feel that, you know, my thumb was not moving the right way. So uh, I finished that series, went over the sideline, saw a KO on the sideline, a trainer. And, uh, you know, I said, there's something wrong here, but, you know, do what you got to do to just uh, tape it up. I'm going to just continue to see if I could uh, get feeling on the ball and uh, and get a grip on the ball and finish this game out. You know, really, I didn't tell anyone uh, what was going on. You know, KO and and myself were really the only people on the sideline that knew, uh, you know, that my thumb felt that way. So I wasn't going to go out and and tell the other guys that, you know, hey, I got a broken thumb and uh, let's go out and win the game here. But, uh, you know, I was able to do it and grit it out and gut it out. You know, made a couple throws on that last drive. You know, I know that Diedrich Ward, you know, that ball barely came out of my hand and uh, barely got over the defender to reach him and and set up the field goal for the game winner. And, uh, you know, it was a tremendous victory, and we were rolling that that year. I mean, we we came off, I think we beat the Patriots the week before and, uh, you know, go out to Denver. And, uh, you know, it was a great win for us, but uh, a, a Pyrrhic victory in a sense. Jay, we had a we had a damn squad, Jay. All right, we were gonna do some shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that because that's why I don't like talking about it because uh, we were so good. I remember going to India. We beat India up there in India. I remember we we beat New England. I mean, we were so good that year. And Jay's right, man. It was like it just seemed like it was one thing after another that year with us. I wanted to get to, Randy, uh, your your first career touchdown. Let's go uh, back into the time machine. September 8th, 2002, at then Pro Player Stadium, the Dolphins beat the Lions 49-21 that day. What can you give us on your first career touchdown? It, it made the game 21 nothing at that point. I imagine, Randy, you probably remember it a bit more vividly than Jay does. It was crazy because I remember I, – I, first of all, it was, it was my first week leading up, so all my friends and everything come in. And that Thursday, we enjoyed the fruits of Miami. And I remember we stayed out all night and everything. And I remember coming to practice just reeking in bloodshot eyes. I remember Jay, remember Jay, we used to have that 25 play script that Nora would have us have on Friday. 
Yep. And I mm-hmm. remember Jay was throwing the ball. I got hit in the back of the head. I dropped every ball that was thrown to me that day. And I just remember Norm cursing me out, like, I shouldn't play you. Look at your rookie. And I just felt so bad. I remember going to the game, and I, I, I remember I caught my first pass. I think it was the first play of the second quarter. Jay hit me in the flat route. And, and then I was so comfortable. I'm sorry, in the first quarter, I was so comfortable after that. And we ran a bunch set, and Jay faked the toss. And I ran the over route while uh, Rob Conrad ran the under route. The linebacker jumped the under route, and I was right there. And Jay just made a perfect throw. And I remember going in the end zone, and it was like that dream when you're a little kid. You always think about the celebration and all that stuff when you score a touchdown. And I can't think of anything. So all I thought about was just going to find my mother in the in the opposite corner and just tossing her the football. But, I mean, that, I, I remember that so vividly because when Jay called it, I'm like, Damn, I might score right here. And he made a. I mean, and when you have Ricky Williams in the backfield, the flow is going to go with him anyways. And they overran it. And I just remember getting behind the defense, uh, underneath, uh, underneath uh, coverage, jumped Rob Conrad, and I was right there, and he hit me in the hand. Amazing how you guys can remember every yeah, single. Yeah, for, for me, the, the the detail of all of this for me has been startling. It's it's unreal. <laughs> I'll, I'll always remember the touchdowns. I got one more memory for you guys before I want to get to some topics, and we have to do this. We're contractually obligated because Chambers is now a member of the network. So I want to go to 2003, and as we speak here, we're a couple days before Thanksgiving. It, to me, that was sort of the best moment of the 2003 season was in Dallas. Uh, in Thanksgiving, where Chris just went absolutely nuts. Um, what was what was that week like, and, and kind of your connection that you had with Chambers that week, Jay? Yeah, I mean that that was a, an incredible week for me. Uh, you know, it was my comeback uh, coming off of injury for that week. You know, the the Washington game uh, that Sunday night. You know, and remember, you know, we we played Thursday in Dallas away on Thursday, but the NFL also scheduled us at home on a, on a night game that Sunday. So they gave us a, a, a an extra short week. We were wearing our orange uniforms on, uh, against Washington, I remember. And, uh, you know, but for me, you know, I, I wasn't, you know, I didn't know if I was really fully healthy uh, going into that Washington game. And, uh, and Brian Greasy started the game and, you know, my knee was, was still not a hundred percent, uh, you know, I, I know I kind of went into it and, and, and talking with uh, Coach Wanstatt and Norv, you know, they said, listen, you know, we're, we're going to have you active. And, you know, if we play you, it's probably just going to be uh, handed off and, uh, you know, only if we really need you. And then we got down a couple touchdowns and my juices were flowing. And, and Coach Wanstatt said, you know, hey, Jay, we need you to go in there and uh, and do something. And, you know, I know we scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter uh, to come out and win that game and you know that gave us a lot of momentum kind of going into uh the the, the dallas game and uh you know on a short week it's, it, it's nice to have a victory like that to have uh you know some positive energy uh in the practice facility and in, in the building leading up to that game because you really don't have a whole lot uh you know to, to, to prepare on so uh you know having confidence uh off of victory you know is you know, a, a big building block going into a game like that, uh, you know, without a whole lot of preparation. So, uh, you know, we knew that Dallas at the time, I think, had uh, the number one defense in, in the NFL. But when we were watching film that week, you know, and I, I saw it throughout the week, I thought there were some matchups that uh, we could capitalize on. And, 
we really, you know, we're rolling on all cylinders in that game. And, you know, between Ricky running the ball and, and Chris making some big plays uh, in the passing game, you know, we, we hit our stride in that game. And it was, you know, it was a great victory. We'll get back to our episode with McMichael and Fiedler here in a second. But first, I want to tell you about one of the great new sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that is Brunt Insurance, where you can find all of your protection under one roof. They offer home, auto, commercial, and life insurance, and they're licensed to write insurance for the entire state of Florida. That's Pensacola all the way down to the Keys. They've got multiple carriers for all of the product lines, so they'll ensure you're paying the lowest price in your particular area. They're also a proud sponsor of the Homes for Heroes program, which offers special discounts for first responders, teachers, military, and healthcare professionals. So all you got to do is call Greg. That's at 954-589-2204-954-589-2204. Zero four to reach Brunt Insurance or go to bruntinsurance.com. Another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that is betdsi.com. You can follow them on Twitter at betdsi or go to the website and make sure when you sign up, you enter the code REASON101. That's REASON101, and you'll get your initial deposit matched up to $2,500. What's on the site now? Yeah, Ethan, in terms of the games this weekend, obviously football in full swing. You can bet basketball. You can bet all the sports. But looking at the two Miami football teams last weekend to bet Miami Hurricanes in the regular season, they're home with Pitt, who just clinched the AC Coastal Division, and yet they're six-and-a-half-point favorites at home at Hard Rock Stadium to beat Pitt uh, despite their very different ACC campaigns. And then for the Dolphins, I, I had heard that the line got all the way up to 10. I haven't seen it on BetDSI until uh, – as we're taping this on a Tuesday evening in which we've heard that Adam Gaze plans to start. Uh, obviously, any any trainer uh, advice to the contrary will stop this, but plans to go with Ryan Tannehill as his starter this week. That has the Indianapolis Colts as eight-and-a-half-point favorites over the Miami Dolphins, and considering their run, it's not entirely unjustified. But Dolphins off a bye, uh, a two-score underdog away from home against the Indianapolis Colts. If you want to bet all this, check out BetDSI.com. Again, use the promo code REASON101. I want to go through a few players with you guys. I'm going to start with Randy here. Um, try to do them as rapid fire as you can, but give me your best Ricky memory. Oh man, my best Ricky memory. Oh man, um, I got so many of them. But my my favorite one, we were playing the Jet, and that was my first Jet game. It was in Miami, and they had beaten us so many years in a row, whatever the consecutive streak was. And I just remember, Ricky, we ran like a bunch play, and we ran like a, a lead draw. And I remember the safety came up on Ricky, and Ricky hit him so damn hard. And I just remember standing over the dude and asked him, I said, are you okay? Because the way his eyes were rolling in the back of his head after Ricky brought that bump to him, I mean, I, I've never seen that before. I mean, he was such an amazing – I think people forget, he was an amazing teammate. Ricky was such a good dude. And between that and then the, the Buffalo game, I know we lost that game, but the way we were able to run that, the way it was cold, it was snowing, and for him to get busy the way he did was like that. But, I mean, he all around, great teammate. Ricky came to practice to work one day with Nick Smack shoes. I said, Ricky, why do you want to wear Nick Smack shoes today? I actually heard a story about that Buffalo game. I want to see if you guys can confirm it. I think actually Conrad told me this story. I think the statute of limitations are, are long enough now that, that I can tell it that the Buffalo game where he went nuts, he didn't want to play. 
uh, I think it was Rob told me that he did not want to go out basically in those conditions in the snow. And then he ended up rushing for like 200, 230 yards. Can either of you guys confirm that one? Because I, I heard that one from Rob a long time ago. I can't confirm it. I know it was cold as hell. And I remember that that's when Buffalo had that old Astro shirt. And I had to borrow, I think it was, uh, so I had to borrow somebody's shoes. I didn't have, I had, I didn't have the right cleat for that AstroTurf, and I know it was cold, but all I know is that, or you know, everybody knows what Norris is, is bread butter, is, is power, and we ran the hell out of power, and every time we ran power, it seemed like Ricky scored. Uh, Jay, I want, Jay, do you, Jay, do you have one of Ricky? I mean, you were closest to him in the backfield there. I don't recall, uh, you know, Ricky ever saying that he didn't want to play, uh, you know, until he called it quits and, and didn't want to play. But, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That one was pretty clear when, when he when he ran off to Australia. That there was there was really no question about that one. I didn't need anyone. Yeah, to tell but, yeah. But you know, like like Randy said, I mean, in, in the locker room and the and you know on game day, there, there was no better teammate out there. Uh, you know, he worked his ass off every day. He, he came to practice first in the building. Uh, one of the the most dedicated players in, in the locker room there. So, and just a tremendous guy to watch. Uh, you know, certainly. I mean, you brought up the Buffalo game. It was like he was running on a grass field with with good cleats, and everyone else was ice skating. Uh, <laughs> you know, he made the defense look silly that day. You know, with his low center of gravity and his balance, it was really built perfectly for that game and uh you know unfortunately we couldn't pull out the victory and then we got stuck on the bus for about four hours after yeah <laughs> sitting in the sitting in the parking lot because everything was uh was up. And, uh you know what, what a bad what a bad way to, to, to end that game and you know come off a loss and sit in the, in the in the parking lot and have all the buffalo fans go, go past your bus and throw stuff at us and yell at us and and all that but uh you know ricky ricky was really uh him coming in that year and, and getting him and randy uh you know to energize our, our offense that year with, with north turner running the show that was all i could ask for as a, as a quarterback going into that 2002 season and uh you know, you know it, was, it was fun playing with with both those guys one of the things beyond obviously his great play that became famous for uh, his tenure here in Miami uh, that first stint was in 02 uh, he took 383 handoffs and in 03 he took 392 handoffs uh, Jay do, do you ever feel like oh, oh my god we're we're running him too much or I, I I don't know if he's up for all of this was there ever a point where you felt like it was maybe one too many times of be of calling power you know what he he was such an animal he was such a beast it never seemed to wear on him you know, there were there were times, you know, late in the year, and and you know, the recovery period through uh, through the week from from certain games, you know, you you could see. But he put so much effort into into building his body up and and you know, making him himself ready to play every week uh, that you really didn't see the wear and tear physically on him. So you know, from outside looking in. You know, I mean, we weren't counting the the amount of of touches he had until the end of the season, and uh, you know, you, you sports writers come up with the numbers and uh, and let us know about that. But, uh, you know, all, all all we all we knew is you know you hand the ball off to him and he gets five or six yards or, or runs over a defender, and uh, you know he looked pretty gone, pretty darn good uh, doing it. All right, I want to get to uh, I want to get to somebody else uh, who was on the other side of the ball. A couple guys who were on the other side of the ball. Uh, one of which uh, was probably I and J in practice, and the other one I'm sure got got matched up with him, blocking him a, a handful of times. 
a Jason Taylor memory. Uh, we start with Randy on this one. Well, I mean, I was, um, you know, I was always when I first got there at all of certain people. Uh, first one was uh, was Daryl Gardner because I remember as rookies we came in and I remember getting off the bus and we're going into to meet our coaches and he's in the weight room and he's walking out and we're like, who the hell is that guy? And they're, they're like, that's Daryl Gardner. And I was like, oh yeah, he plays these tackle. I got to worry about him. They're like, no. He's moving defensive end. So I'm like, damn, I got to block this guy. And, you know, other than that, it was JT. And the reason why it was JT, because the one thing I, I, I whenever I talk to young players now, I say the professionalism that you can, that you hold yourself to as far as a professional athlete, people look at that. And I just always remember seeing Jason and his nice little, you know, his, his custom-made suits. And his, he was always sharp looking like a businessman. But when he got on the field, man, he was one of the toughest SOBs on the field. I mean, he wasn't the biggest guy, but I mean, you weren't going out tough, Jake. You weren't going to beat him because you were tougher than him. You would, I mean, the way he played the game is how the game is supposed to be played. It's supposed to be played hard. It's supposed to be played physical. And that's the one. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Something I learned from him and then having to go against him in practice, you know, as a young player because, I mean, you know, in, in training camp, I mean, I'm going against that, that number one defense, that first defense as a young player going against in, in Miami and, I learned so much from him. And then it goes more to the net, the community, watching him and the Jason Taylor Foundation. I started my own foundation doing things and mimicking what he did because those are the things that I thought that you're supposed to do. Look at this man right here. He's doing these things, you know, doing Walter Payton Man of the Year type things. And to see him get that gold jacket, it was just well-deserved. But, I mean, he was just an amazing pro, an amazing teammate, and a guy who pushed everybody. Jay staring, yeah, uh, staring him down in practice when he was coming yeah. <laughs> coming around the blind side. I think think Lee couldn't hit him. <laughs> yeah, well, well I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, he he made us better every day in practice. Uh, you know that that guy did not have a volume switch on him. Uh, uh, you know he was stuck at eleven uh, all day long, and what you saw in the games with his energy paled in comparison to how he practiced. And you know there, there wasn't a switch that kind of all of a sudden went on on game day. You know, that was an all-the-time thing with Jason. And it uh, didn't matter if, if it was seven-on-seven seven and, and we were doing some half-line rush or running team drills or, or just some one-on-one -on -one pass rush. You know, that guy for, for two and a half hours or two hours on the practice field, you know, was the Energizer Bunny and, uh, and nonstop. And, you know, he, he made me a better player, uh, what we did in practice. And, uh, you know, when we did our seven-on-seven, seven, we always added pass rush to it. Uh, so, 
you know, kind of made you as a quarterback move around and get some more pocket awareness and, and keep your eyes downfield and, and make sure you can feel pressure coming in. Uh, and, you know, even, even though, uh, you know, they were non-contact practices and, and, you know, I wore the red jersey in practice. There were a lot of times <laughs> that Jason would come around the edge and, and he wouldn't care about uh, the red jersey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you know that. And, and, and we had a few yeah. scuffles, uh, you know, yeah. in our old line and, and Jason. And, uh, uh, you know, I get heated at times. And, and you know, our offense and defense, we, we really competed on a, on a day-to-day basis. And, and I think that's what really made those teams and, and you know, at that time in the early uh, uh, 2000s, uh, you know, such good teams was, was the competitiveness that, you know, really carried on from, you know, what we did off the field. I mean, we had some legendary basketball games off the field, uh, you know, where guys would rip, rip each other's throats out uh, to, to, to win a game. And, uh, you know, that carried through in, in the practice field and then, uh, you know, certainly on game day. Yeah, we, we've heard about uh, some of the basketball games that took place at OJ's house and that basically, oh, yeah. and that basically Mark Dixon uh, was sort of the most underrated. Um, I remember hearing about that at the time, one of the most underrated basketball players on the team. But I, yeah, but I once went to OJ's house. We've talked about this on the Fish Tank pod, but went to OJ's house and, uh, and Pippen showed up and, and he and Jason made sure to put him on his team that day, actually. So they weren't posted <laughs> up against each other. Uh, too much. I want to get to to one other uh, guy with with you guys. We'll start with Jay on this one. Um, going the chess match with Zach in practice. Um, how did that change how you how you prepared for games? Yeah, I mean, you know, the same thing that uh, just talked about with with Jason. Uh, you know, Zach kind of brought the same energy as well. Uh, you know, a guy that just never never let up, and uh, you know, those two kind of fed off each other a little bit on defense and. You know, we we had a few other personalities on that side of the ball that uh, that really fed off each other. But you know, Zach was a guy. You know, I can remember. I mean, I got to, I got to know Zach really well at about eleven o'clock at night because we were the last couple guys leaving the facility each day, and uh, you know, we'd kind of see each other. Uh, you know, we'd be the lone guys that are sitting watching film uh, in our respective meeting rooms and. Uh, you know, we'd be the last two cars in the, in the parking lot uh, leaving the facility. You know, we had some good talks and, you know, back and forth, you know, talking about what we were trying to do on offense. And, and we learned kind of the other side of the ball from each other a little bit through those times. And, uh, you know, he was one of the smartest uh, and most instinctive uh, linebackers probably that ever played the game. And, uh, uh, you know, just, uh, just a, a tremendous competitor, a guy that, you know, his size, you know, to, to do what he did and that the production uh, that he did, uh, you know, throughout a, a, a tremendous career, you know, really one of the best uh, middle linebackers I've seen play the game. Randy, your, uh, well, your, your, your best Zach Thomas memories? One of the, one of the first routes that Norv wanted me to learn how to run was, the, Jay knows, the 839 F flare. It was a quick three, five-yard out route. And it's usually you run it off the middle linebacker. And I remember, forget the first time I, I ran against Zach. Zach undercut it, and I mean, he was such. He he made me so much better because I knew when I went against him in practice, it, it was a game rep, and that was one of the greatest things about him was when you go against Zach, it's a game rep, and you know he's a guy that you know I you, you heard about you know this this little white little stocky linebacker that's making all kind of tackles. And this is when I'm in college, 
and then you get a chance to be his teammate. And just like Jay said, one of the smartest people you you knew. Every time you saw Zach come in any meeting, Zach had his playbook, and he had like three or four free ring binders, and then he had the spiral notebook. I mean, this man was a student of the game. But one thing he was, he was one of the best people you'll meet, one of the most giving, one of the nicest people you'll meet, humble in every aspect of the word, and a guy who, you know, when we would go out and have a good time at parties, the one thing we knew, we knew that Zach was going to leave with no shirt on. That's all we, we knew that, that, that Zach was going to be shirtless somehow or another. But, I mean, just one of the absolute all-time greatest teammates I've ever had. And, I mean, it's a damn shame that he's not in the Hall of Fame yet. We we, we was, agree. I, we, we agree. We wanted to start that campaign. I, I just wanted to ask you on follow up because uh, Jay mentioned uh, some of the uh, the intra squad tussles that that happened down the years. Did you ever get yeah, into it with, with did, you, did you ever get into it with Zach or, or do you have a memorable uh, practice fight oh, story? Oh my god! It wasn't a fight, but this what happened. We were doing two minutes. It was during training camp. It was a night practice, and we were doing two minutes. And I'll never forget. Uh, I was, you know, that's, I, I had just moved up to the first team. And so we're in, in practice and uh, we're, we're driving on the first team defense. And I remember Jay told a, a middle read to me and I catch the ball between Brock and uh, Arturo. And I'm, like I said, Phil Green, and it's that last little practice. I catch it, touch out, and I remember spiking the ball. <laughs> and I just remember the whole defense running, like, going to jump me. And so I, I don't know what's going on. Why y'all so mad at me? And I just remember... Jamie Nails and everybody like, you know, they were everybody had my back, but that was supposed to be the last play of practice. But then Zach, JT, and Brock and Sam Madison, they were all fussing, and so, you know, Coach Washington was like, okay, we'll do it one more time. So they were revved all the way up. They took it three and out, talking trash. And but no, I mean, I never got. But the one time I knew it was real was uh, I forget the right tackle we had from Mississippi State uh, oh, when I was first out there. The other tackle, I forget his name. Mississippi State. I'll never forget my first time inside run. He got into it with Larry Chester. And Larry Chester did a Rick Steiner belly to belly suplex <laughs> with a three hundred and fifty pound man in full pads. And I just said, Oh my damn, what have I gotten myself into? But we we didn't have a lot of fights though, but because we were we were competitive. But we were so close at the same time. So you didn't have a lot of fights. But I remember that two minutes because I remember spiking that ball. And that's the entire start defense running to charge me at the end zone. And I'm like, what the hell did I do? And I didn't realize that that was like some unwritten rules you can do. I think it was because I was a rookie. But, I mean, they like. And then, of course, Dave, he gives in to the defense like he always does. And we do it again. They give us a quick, and they give us a quick three and out. And then now they're talking trash. We'll get back to our episode in a second, but first I want to tell you about another of the sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that is Doral Toyota, which, like us at the Five Reasons Sports Network, is pure South Florida. You can find all of your favorite Toyota models, whether you're looking for a new, used, or certified pre-owned vehicle. Doral Toyota, located at 9775, that's 9775 Northwest 12th Street, just a few blocks from International and Dolphin Malls, where you'll experience the Doral difference. That means four years of complimentary maintenance and roadside assistance on all new vehicles. Also, they've got in-house financing if you've got credit-related issues. If you mention five reasons when you call 305-680-1129, that's 305-680-1129, 
1129 or come into the dealership. You work with a dedicated manager, not a salesperson. That makes a big difference in helping you find the right car at the right price. Unlike other dealers, Doral Toyota prides itself on an honest and transparent buying process. That's Doral Toyota, DoralToyota.com, or stop in at 9775 Northwest 12th Street. Vamos, let's go. Randy, you almost went here, but I want I want to uh, give you a chance to go all the way. So Marty Booker was on the Fish Tank Pod uh, last week, and he did. I'm not going to ask you for a Wanstat story. What I want is a Wanstat impression because that's what Marty that that, that that that's what that that's what Marty did on the pod, and it was fantastic. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give Jay some time to warm up to this one. Randy, you go first. I mean, I don't really, I'm not good at impressions. I just remember that voice, and he would always be, like, using his hands to talk, and you'd sit there like, what the hell are you talking about? And then, but it would always be this, and everybody knows this, he would always talk about the defense, and then it would be defense, 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 and then you would feel like, okay, offense. You know, he would always, like, we got 14. No, I, I remember this. He said this in a meeting. He said, we just had the best safety plan I've ever seen in my life. What the hell does that mean? He was talking about Brock and we had Sammy Knight. And he was like, that's the best safety playing I've ever seen in one game in my life. I'm like, you do know we just got an ass whipped. And he was just trying to, you know, to, to drown it out like, like, like a team win or something. But, I mean, he was great. I, I'll tell you, the funniest, and, and I tell the story on my show a lot about me and Jay. And like I said, I love that man. I still remember the day I threw up on Jay on the field going in motion. And Jay, like, I, on film, Jay wipes his hand, and Jay looks at me like, what the hell just happened? I threw up on Jay. I was so sick because I took, like, all this <laughs> juice before the game. And I never forget, I threw up on Jay's hand going in motion. What? And it was inkly pass. Huh? I never forget <laughs> you it. You threw up we're on playing it? New England. We're, we're playing New England. And I was I had that little – it was a powder that they gave us. It was crank or crunk juice or something. And then remember the Tram Plus, Jay? I took two Tram oh, Plus. Yeah. And so, no, it's called Spark. Yeah, Spark. And I took Spark and I took two Tram Plus. So the, I'm talking about just amped up. And I'll never forget, it was like going to fourth quarter. I'm going in motion. We're on the two yard line. And I remember I'm going in motion and I throw up on Jay, going in motion. And I'm like, oh, God, what happened? And I remember getting set and throwing up right before the play is called. And Roman Pfeiffer looks at me like, what the hell's wrong with you? Go back to the huddle, throwing up. Tim Ruddy's like, go ahead and get it out. And the next play, Jay throws me a damn touchdown. <laughs> but the funniest thing in the world is Jay did not say anything. To this day, I don't think Jay, Jay even noticed that I threw up on him during motion. Because <laughs> he just wiped his hand off and kept going. <laughs> Another good phase, Jay uh, Fiedler. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, believe me, I, I knew that you did it, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrific. That's terrific. Oh, All right, I, Jay, you have to have his voice ringing in your ears. So you have to have an impression for us. Come on, that, that would be the highlight of the pod if we can get a Fiedler impression of Wanstead. Do you have one that you've been saving? Uh, man, you really put me on the spot now. But, uh, you know, you got to go thick with the with, with the Pittsburgh accent. Uh you know, kind of talk a little bit out of the side of your mouth, and uh, let, let me see, let me see if I if I can get it done here. Uh, uh, all right, guys, uh, you know we, we got a big one this week, and uh, I think uh, you know it's going to be a close one. We're going to grind out. Our defense is going to do well, and and our defense <laughs> we got to run the ball. And uh, you know, when it comes down to the fourth quarter, we we got to pull it out and win it. Uh, 
That's uh, him. <laughs> that, was, that was that was the philosophy. But <laughs> <laughs> just don't lose it, offense. That's him, right there. Yep, exactly. That was that was the message that came from him. Uh, you know, pretty much week in and week out. I wish I wish there was a different message sometimes, and I and I kind of had some some talks with him about it. Uh, uh, you know, at times, but uh, you know, I, I really. You know, just like Randy, I got nothing really bad to say about Dave. I, I loved him. He was he was a great coach, uh, you know, for us, and uh, you know, certainly just just a great guy to be around. Uh, you know, as, as nice a guy and as caring a guy as as, as you could find as as your head coach. Yeah, I, I just remember the. Uh, this was my favorite. Know what I mean? Know what I mean? Know what I mean? That's what he no, would always say to the right. press. And, yeah. and, and he, that would be his answer to everything to the media. We'd be like, Dave, we don't. We really don't. But that's okay. He would just, <laughs> he would just, he would just constantly say, Know what I mean? Uh, I want to get to some rapid fire with you guys because I, I know uh, we're a little short on time here. So uh, a couple of different things I want to get to here. Uh, Jay, I'm going to go through this list and uh, you know uh, of of guys who have been quarterbacks since you were there. Um, and if it surprises you that there's been this many, obviously you played Ray Lucas, Brian Greasy was there when you were there. AJ Feely, Sage Rosenfels has been on our pod a couple times. Gus Farratt, Dante yep. Culpepper, Joey Harrington, Cleo Lemon, Trent Green, John Beck, Chad Pennington briefly, Chad Henney, Tyler Thigpen, Matt Moore, Ryan Tannehill, Jay Cutler, Brock Osweiler. As you look back at that, it's been now 14 years since you played for the Dolphins. Are you surprised that they're still sort of looking for a long-term answer at the position? Uh, yes and no. Uh, you know, I, I think there are, there are a lot of teams that are looking for a long-term uh, solution for, for that position. And, uh, uh, you know, there are only a few uh, teams in the league that, that, that have found it. Uh, you know, pro probably less than a third uh, when, when you look at it. So... Uh, you know, I, I think they, they, they thought they had, uh, you know, something good going with, with, with Ryan. And I think he's shown some, some, uh, you know, flashes of, uh, of promise to be that guy. And then, you know, certainly there's been some inconsistency or injury, uh, you know, that, that hasn't allowed him to, to kind of take that, uh, that role over. So, uh, uh, you know, obviously it's a, it's a position that's not easy to find. And it's also a position that, uh, you know, you need to, to, to surround the guy with, uh, with a little help too, to, to, to give him success. Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, it's a combination of, of number one, finding the right guy and making sure that, uh, uh, you know, he's all in with the organization. And then number two, uh, you know, surrounding him with the right talent, uh, to, to really highlight uh, uh, his strengths and, and, and uh, pull it all together. I'll go to Randy on this. Um, you know, we were talking about this a little bit today. Uh, Dolphin fans right now, it's been a while. Like I said, I mean, no playoff wins since Lamar Smith and, and UJ uh, in 2000. I mean, yeah. we got we to go back 18 years. And I feel like Dolphin fans oh. have kind of gotten a little bit content with mediocrity. And I look back to your, when you guys played and, you know, 10 wins, 11 wins, 11 wins were not enough for people. Um, did you ever feel, Randy, and I go to Jay on this after, that you guys were maybe a little underappreciated for churning out that many wins on a consistent basis? Well, it's, it's not really necessarily unappreciated because we didn't get what the ultimate goal is in the sport of the NFL. Of course, it's to make money and everything, but, you know, you want to win a championship. And, you know, we talked earlier in the show, I mean, you know, we lost our general, man. I mean, we were rolling. I mean, it, it was amazing 
to come into because I I I when when I when when I became the older player in the locker room, I would go back and I would talk to rookies about being a young player. And when I was a young player, it was it, you know it was it was seen not heard, you know. And I I had the luxury of coming into a place where there were veterans, there were guys. I remember watching that Indianapolis game when Lamar uh, when Lamar ran for forty times in that that final touchdown run and going to the and to the uh, facility and you see that pitch and you see uh, Rondé Gaston with the hand up. I remember those days. And now I don't want to say Dolphin fans under. It just seems like we're in a rut. And if you follow me on Twitter, you might hear this every other week, them damn dogs. Because it just seems like we are we're just stuck in mediocrity. I'm not a Ryan Tannehill believer. I that's just me. I don't think he's the guy. Now do I think Adam Gates is a hell of a coach? Considering what he's had to deal with at the quarterback position, yeah, I think he's a hell of a football coach. But I mean, it's just something. They gotta get something. They gotta get a spark because it just seems like it's it's just a black cloud over it. I mean, just, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was talking cash money stuff when they were 3 and You should see me walk around here struck by my dolphin. And then that would have happened. And now Brock Osweiler is a damn quarterback. I mean, I don't even, my direct, my, 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 my NFL ticket don't even go to the Dolphin game anymore. I watch it on Red Dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> well, feeler, Feeler's up there in Jets country. It hasn't been much better up there this year. Uh, no. You know. <laughs> for sure that certainly not <laughs> i was gonna say and now i guess since you played there briefly at the very end uh you know we we can claim that uh randy i got one for you too also that applies down here um mark Richt. uh it hasn't been the season that everybody expected down here for the hurricanes they, they lose to lsu lose the fourth straight just one uh last week but you played for him why should yeah. canes why should canes fans feel comfortable that he's going to get this thing the right direction. You know, he, I mean, you know, I mean, a lot of people, I love that man. And, you know, I played for my last year before I was drafted. And, we, you know, we, we, we left, I left, he, you know, we left Georgia. When I left Georgia, I'm sorry, me and him were not on good terms. And, you know, it was more or less me being, taking stuff personal about him. And, you know, three years after I left school, he reached out and we talked and, Know, me and him came really tight, and, and I love that man. And when he got fired up here, it was like somebody kicked me in the, in the damn stomach the day when I was, you know, when I heard the news. And when he got a job in Miami, you know, I talked to him, congratulated him, everything. And last year was just an amazing year. And that's when the damn turnover chain kept coming out and everything. And, and once they, you know, they lost that game to Pitt up there, it just seemed like everything went downhill. You remember the Notre Dame game? They, they should have lost the tech. They went by a rack of perception and you know, and all that, and you come into this year, and, you know, I have my college football show up here, and one thing we've been talking about the last reason was was this Miami linebacking court. These guys are all blue chippers, and we saw it last year, and coming into this year, you automatically assume that they're going to contend, but my question from the beginning of spring was, is Rozier, is he going to be able to duplicate it? Because we know about him, if he's not in the rhythm, he's going to stink it up. He's either going to be really good, or he's going to be really bad. Ain't no middle of pack. And what I noticed about this team is they are so poorly coached. They are, I mean, the mistakes this team makes, the lack of effort that they have. I mean, they played really, really good last week against Virginia Tech. I think the coach should have just, he should just, you know, just started the season with that young man and grew with that. But it's disappointing because you look at all the talent that came back on that Miami Hurricane team. I love Mark Rick. I think he's a hell of a football coach. And I think that, you know, he has a, he has a quarterback. 
that he can groom. But, I mean, this year they should have been a lot better than they are. So we got a pretty good idea what Randy does now. He talks for a living. You can catch him up at 92.9, the game up in Atlanta. We always knew McMichael would be in the media somewhere because uh, he was on. Oh, 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 oh. I'm not a part of the media, okay? Oh, I know. I'm not a part of the media, okay? I'm a guy that talks sports. Big difference. <laughs> what, 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 what difference is there? I, you you no. do it via a medium that is a media member. No, it's not. I talk sports. Okay. Media so guys, do we. I'll try, try and dig all the dirt up. I don't need to dig dirt up. Okay? <laughs> All right, that's not me. Okay, I, I talk sports. Okay, you get, well, you, 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 you sort of you sort of dug dirt up on yourself when you admitted that you vomited on Jay Fiedler here on this very podcast. <laughs> I, I, I vomited. I mean, that was the funniest thing in the world because I'm sitting there. You know what? It, it's coming up because I always drink water in the sauna. I drank Gatorade. And I was like, oh, some oh, it's gonna go bad. And I just remember, like, gagging. Jay, like, sends me in motion. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> I'll be right all on the back. It's all on Jay's back and his hand. And the film is the funniest thing when you watch it on the film, how Jay wipes his hand and, and then takes a snap. And then we had a, uh, like I said, we had a, I think was, Ricky got stopped. And then the next play, Jay throws me a damn touchdown. So, I mean, it was, um, I mean, that's the craziest thing that's ever happened to him. Other than, I- uh, pants getting ripped. Oh yeah, I, re- I remember that. When was that? Remember Arizona when I had them little pants on and my got my, my butt uh, part of my pants got ripped oh, out. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yes, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> no, that's right. All right. So I, I just wanted to give a heads up here. Um, like I said, Randy, you can find Randy at Randy Mac eighty one. Um, but Jay, I don't think people are as familiar with what you've done recently so what what kind of things are you involved in uh well, well i'm in the uh i'm in the camp business now uh, it's, it's been family business of mine and and randy i've had him up at uh, my summer camp in the past uh you know he, he's been up there one of one of our uh, guest instructors and guest visitors uh so yeah i run a camp called the sports academy at brookwood camps uh it's in upstate new york we're uh you know, really an all-sports camp uh, built in a, in a traditional camp setting. So, you know, we provide some great instruction and, and uh, 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 you know, focus on, you know, the top summer sports. So football, soccer, baseball, basketball, tennis, uh, uh, lacrosse, you name it. We're bringing in some top-level instructors. Uh, you know, we got a guy from, uh, from where uh, Randy's at uh, running our baseball program, uh, former Atlanta Braves pitching coach Leo Mazzoni I bring you know a number of uh, uh, former NFL players uh, uh, up to work with our kids and uh, you know it's just a, a great instructional sports camp and and a fun place uh, for kids to spend their summer uh, outside the sports uh, with uh, you know our lake activities or, or uh, other sports activities and we also have a great sports broadcasting program at the camp too so you know, we got to bring uh, Skolnick and Winningham up uh, to work with our kids on, on, on podcast uh, uh, production as well. We are media members, by the way. We'll claim it, even if even if Randy won. Um, I want to ashamed of who we are, like Randy is. Like Randy is. Randy's <laughs> one of us. He just doesn't want to admit it. Uh, and, yeah. and, and, and Randy, I got to get you back up there this summer as well, man. You you got an open ended invitation. Always welcome to come up. Uh, just make sure you don't pull a Willie Beeman on me again. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <Just say pull. laughs> 
you know, I had a blast last time I was up there. And, you know, the great thing about Jay and going to an Jay event, it's Jay's family. And, I mean, Jay, I, I mean, we you have so, we have so many stories. Cafe Monterana, and, you know, he, I mean, that's before Steve, you know, before he knocked out of the other wall when it was a little small, uh, little small restaurant. And I'm looking at all this food. I'm like, damn, how much this cost, Jay? Jay told me, hey, don't worry about it. You ain't there yet. I mean, just those type moments that you have with your teammates. I mean, that's that's the one thing. And whenever people, you know, whenever players retire, you know, the you know the first thing they say, yeah, I miss the check, but you miss the locker room. You miss hanging out with guys and doing things like that. But Jay, you know, next time you meet me, I'm I'm always going to go because that that gets me uh, a weekend away from from these little uh, rascals around here. (laughs) Bring the bring the rascals up with you. No, no, they can't come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pizza the campus vacation. <laughs> All right, I want to close with this for Jay, and this is a very important question. I'm going to leave Randy out of this one. Uh, we've got two receivers in our network, Chris Chambers and OJ McDuffie. You've got one pass to make to the end zone from 20 yards out to win a game on the road in New England. Who are you throwing to? Oh, man. You're gonna you're gonna put me on the spot. Yeah, I'm running I'm running a double post. I got OJ running the inside post and Chris on the outside post. And wherever the safety goes, I'm throwing the other guy. Oh, what a damn, cop damn. out! What a damn, that, that, damn. once a quarterback, <laughs> always a quarterback. <laughs> All so right, we, we 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 threw a lot of touchdowns on that route. Oh, that Dino, that Dino, yes sir. Oh yeah. <laughs> And neither of them vomited on you. So that... <laughs> All right, guys, we appreciate it. You can follow Jay Fiedler at Jay Fiedler. Also follow Randy at Randy MAC81. Thanks for doing it. It was great to have another media member on, like McMichael, here on the podcast. <laughs> hey, man, y'all take care, man. Anytime. Thank you for listening to the Fire in the Pocket. Thank you so much. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.